0: Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, make MakeYourBed. Well, good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. We've been talking about the idea of building critical thinking skills so we can become better problem solvers, but considering how subjective and nuanced and complex and intricate each problem can be... Sometimes we will need to implement different strategies in order to come up with the appropriate solution for our specific situation at this specific time. So today, I wanna share some different examples of problem-solving skills that we can implement in case we are looking for different ways to look at a problem and are searching for an actual solution in real time. Obviously, these are gonna be generalized ideas revolving around more quote-unquote standard problems But if you find yourself in an emergency situation where quick reactions are essential, maybe it's not time to do a flowchart, you know. As always, these are just jumping off ideas and you're going to have to apply and become a good critical thinker and problem solver to figure out which ones work best. It's a good thing we're talking about this, isn't it? Anyway. If you are searching out different strategies to find potential solutions to your problem, and you've already done all the stuff we talked about yesterday, like identifying the nuance of the problem and analyzing it with curiosity, it may be helpful to use heuristics, which is basically using our past set of self-defined rules that we've used in past experiences, considering our own relationship with this type of problem, as well as any other content we've consumed that had similar problems in it, We become our own explorers and implementers of solutions through our own processes. And once you spend some time recalling these past experiences, take a moment to visualize and maybe actually create a visual flowchart of the various approaches that you could take to this problem by charting your potential responses, those consequences, and what would happen next. You could also do this through visualizing best and worst case scenarios of the potential outcomes by implementing each. But remember, using this conscious thinking and analysis of our problems can lead us to that unconscious thinking about it as well, which means we may be more prone to some insights we weren't even expecting. When was the last time you had a great comeback or a great idea in the shower or while driving? It seems like these thoughts just appear in our minds sometimes, but it's because we planted seeds, but we needed some time alone for those seeds to bloom. That said, if you are a super analytical person by nature, or if you're stuck in this cycle in general, don't be afraid to try out potential solutions. There's a fairly famous anecdote that I love and I don't remember the specific details of, but I'll share the general analysis, which is the art professor who split their classes into two, asking half the class to spend the entire semester working on one perfect project and the other half to make as much as possible to produce as many perfect projects as possible. And of course, all of the best projects came from the quantity not the quality. Because within trial and error is where our sweet spot of magic lives. It's where we find our personal methods, our flow state, what we're good at, and how it resonates with the time and position we're in right now. And that comes through trying, which means, yeah, there will be some failures, but that's just part of the process. So that doesn't count as a failure. It's just you doing more research and realizing one potential solution did not work. But in general, if you have a potential solution that you have some faith in, it is typically worth taking action. Unless it's something you really only get one shot at, why not make some moves towards the change you're trying to accomplish and consider any shortcomings part of the research process? My advice is to exercise skepticism, even when it comes to the solutions we have confidence in, especially if they are emotionally charged because most complicated subjects do create an emotional response, and that's fine. It's typically what motivates us to solve the problem in the first place, but the real dilemma in letting our emotions get too involved is we often subconsciously write the story in one way that we want it to go, which often works to our disadvantage by desensitizing us to all the stuff we're doing that's working against us and all the potential good shit that we're just letting pass us by because it doesn't seem to fit our narrative. I truly do believe that the biggest part of becoming a decent critical thinker is to have a good attitude about thinking. Reframe your mistakes. You're simply being a curious person trying new things. Always assume there's more to learn about something and a better way to do something. But also always assume there is a solution that you are capable of right now even if it is not clear or obvious. That does not make you lesser than for not seeing it. It simply means it's a new problem. And once you get good at solving that one, you can add it to your tool belt too. And I gotta say, with all the references to this strategy tool belt, we're getting pretty stocked up over here. Don't be afraid of any problem because nine times out of 10, there are multiple ways to solve that problem. And if we're strategic in our approach to it, we can actually benefit a ton of people in the process. Speaking of benefiting a ton of people in the process, if you think any of your friends, loved ones, enemies, or coworkers would enjoy an episode of Make Your Damn Bed podcast every single time you share with somebody, a baby elephant gets their wings. And I always say that. Real talk, though, it really genuinely changes the trajectory of not only this podcast, but my ability to put forth all of my effort into this podcast, and it means the world to me to know that it's reaching people that it could potentially benefit. And that only happens through your help. Does my success rely on a pyramid scheme type sharing system? Potentially. But because there's no money involved, I'm going to call it a phone tree. And just be grateful to any of you who support this in any way that feels good to you. You know what feels good to me. How much I love you. Have a wonderful rest of your day, cutie. I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Hold up.